Welcome, my friends, to the Decontamination Zone. My name is Tony Carnegie, and I'd like to thank you all for taking a little time out of your day to support this podcast. The Decontamination Zone is made possible not only by your listenership, but also through direct relationships of independent artists sourced from SoundCloud.com and the independent producers of royalty-free sound effects from freesound.org. Today is Mother's Day, and while the restaurants and bars may still be closed for dining in, I hope your Mother's Day is still a spectacular one. Before we get on with the show, I want to wish my mom, Sherry, a very special Mother's Day. I love you, Ma, and uh, I'm looking forward to visiting with you again real soon. Speaking of mothers, I have a very special guest joining the show in a few moments. A longtime personal friend and mother of an adopted young boy, Elizabeth, will be here to share with us her journey in fostering to adopt. And for a little bit of fun, we've got the mother of all trivia games coming up later on in the program, which you won't want to miss. But if you do, you can always replay the episode some other time, since that is the beauty of this platform. Before we get things kicked off, here's Can't Stop Me, produced and mixed by ProLetter, available on SoundCloud.com.
There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That was Can't Stop Me by ProLetter. And you can find them on SoundCloud.com. Changing gears just a little bit. We're going to jump right into this show and we're going to reach out to my friend Elizabeth. And we're going to learn a little bit about the adoption process that she went through uh, when she adopted her little son. So let's see if we can get Elizabeth on the line. Hey, Tony. Hey, Elizabeth. How are you? I'm doing great. And yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. Happy Mother's Day. Aw, thank you. I still forget that I get that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're a mommy now. Yeah, that I don't forget. I just forget about celebrating <laughs> the day. <laughs> <laughs> well, how are things going with you and uh, and your little guy? Oh, pretty good overall. I mean, I think we're both pretty much over this whole thing. But, you know, we're hanging in. Not much else we can do about it. Yeah. So yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty resilient, which is good. It, it's getting to him, though. I can tell, you know, he just really needs to be around kids again and playing oh, sure. more than just what we're doing at home. But thankfully, we've got kids in the community and the pool's open, so... I will get oh, well, that's nice. swimming if nothing else. Well, that's very cool. That's very cool. Time to mount. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate you joining this uh, little podcast uh, thing I got going on that I've been cooking up. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know you were doing it. I mean, you've mentioned it, but I didn't know it was like up and running. So I'm happy. To yeah. It. Yeah. I've had uh, one full 30 minute show with Brian Splain, who was the call in guest last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. And then I had a, a little five-minute uh, intro episode that I just was playing around with, and uh, I just kind of figured I'd just run with it and see where it goes. Oh, cool. This week's episode is all about the Mother's Day stuff, and I wanted to talk to you because you adopted yeah. your son, <laughs> and I wanted to uh, talk to you about that and see you know, um, if there's any anything that you could share with anybody out there that might listen to this show and think about adopting or, or whatever, um, what your experience has been through the process and, and anything that you'd care to share about it. Cool. All right. Why don't we just dive right into this thing and just get started with question number one, which is what is one common myth about adoption that uh, you'd want to debunk? I'm actually going to talk about two just because they're semi-related. The myth that adoption is only for people who are very rich or wealthy and you can't adopt if you're not married. So um, their private adoptions can be very, very expensive without a doubt. But the process I went through is foster to adopt. So I went through the foster system here in uh, Orange County. Mm -hmm. And it is definitely much less expensive to go that route. And then you do actually get some financial assistance once you start fostering and even after you adopt from the, um, from the county. So that does help help offset some of the finances mm -hmm. and definitely for me being a single mom. So that debunks the other one as you do not have to be married. I'm a single mom. I've never been married. Mm -hmm. I know other single mamas and I actually know some single dads who have gone through the adoption process. So these days, the beautiful thing is anyone can adopt. You just have to have the heart for it, the heart for these kiddos and the desire and the the gumption, you know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of hard work. It really, really is. But you don't have to be married. You don't have to be rich. There's definitely ways to make it work. 
Excellent. Great. Thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. No problem. Moving right along with uh, our next question. Um, what's the one thing you wish you would have known before you began the adoption process? Looking back over the last 18 months as I've gone through the journey, I think the one thing I didn't prepare for and I couldn't prepare for was in the very beginning for me, the feeling of isolation and loneliness. Mm-hmm. I have a huge support of family, friends. I was supported by everyone and I'm so blessed. And I made sure I got hooked up with prayer groups and mom's groups, all for families who foster and adopt. So I was well surrounded, but the actual day in, day out of I'm now a parent, this little guy is my entire life. Mm-hmm. And it can be very isolating going through the foster system. One of the things I didn't realize until I was in the middle of it is the restrictions on childcare mm-hmm. are very, very strong. So I can't just say, ask my friend, Hey, can you come over for two hours, hang out with him while I get some laundry done or go get a pedicure or just have some time to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are stringent guidelines that anyone who watches the child has to adhere to. And mm-hmm. my agency was very in particular, very strict about those guidelines. Not all agencies are. So mm-hmm. I was not able to get those breaks. And because I am a single mom, it was just the two of us all the time. So that made it very difficult with the transition. So that is just something that I would like, especially any other single mamas, maybe out there are single dads mm-hmm. that are going to do this, just really get that support system in place and just know that the first few months or the first year might be really tough because you're going to be limited with childcare and getting that time to yourself. Wow. Yeah. That's very mm-hmm. interesting. I think that sort of would be a good segue into leading into the next question by asking, who would you consider the three most influential people that have helped you along in this journey? Hmm. Oh, my goodness. I my mother, of course, sure. um, she didn't she didn't know about it in the beginning. I kept it a surprise. <laughs> but as soon as she found out that this is what I was going to do, um, she's been nothing but supportive and loving, and she's done everything she needed to do to support me and to become one of those people who could care for him, you know, when I needed those small breaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have, I would say three very close friends. They were the three that were the first that knew about it because when you start this process, you have to do letters, get letters of recommendation Mm -hmm. from friends. It can't be from family, but from friends or colleagues and that sort of thing. And the three that I had write my letters for me have just been there the entire time. Mm -hmm. And I could not be doing this without them. And they continue to be a great support. And so I kind of tie those three as one person. Mm -hmm. And then a third is actually one of the mamas that I met before I even really got in. When I just started my journey, I did research. I got hooked up with support groups, like I said before, prayer Mm -hmm. groups and mom's groups. And there was just one in particular mom that really just held my hand. And she was there for me throughout the whole thing as I'm having my home inspected and I'm getting information about children, helping me think, is this, is this the right one? Is this something I should say yes to? Is this someone I should say no to? Mm -hmm. What's the right fit? What do I look for? And really just someone who was a foster dot mom so could help guide me with things that my other friends who've never foster adopted as much as they were supportive. They don't have that background. They don't know kind of the the special ins and outs that may occur when you are fostering or adopting. So 
that woman in particular was and still continues to be a very, very um, important person during this journey as someone I can just turn to and who just gets it. You know, you sometimes you just need that person who gets it because they've walked a similar walk. And uh, sure. that's yeah, that's helpful. Well, this is all fantastic stuff, Elizabeth. And I really thank you for sharing that. I do have one final question I'd like to ask you before we take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to play a little quiz uh, thing, a little impromptu Mother's Day quiz uh, that I have prepared for us. And uh, that final question for this segment is, what advice would you want to give someone who is setting out to pursue uh, adopting a child? Do your research and get connected. It's an amazingly wonderful journey but it's also a lot of unknowns. And so getting yourself connected with support groups, with uh, prayer groups, with whatever it might be, so that you do start to build a new community amongst your existing community of people who have been there, who've done that, and can help you along the way. A lot of our kiddos, especially coming from the foster care system, have so much trauma and trying to figure that out on your own is impossible. And you've got a network of people. So really doing your research, getting yourself trauma informed. There are tons of trainings and I highly recommend taking TBRI and all the different trainings that are available for trauma so that you can really, really be the most effective parent for the child coming into your home and then just get yourself connected with people who've been there. Those have been the two biggest things that have been helpful for me. And that all makes perfect sense. Uh, and once again, Elizabeth, I appreciate you sharing that information. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, we are going to play a little Mother's Day trivia game. So stay right where you're at. Don't go away. This is Tony Carnegie on the Decontamination Zone. Central and eastern parts of Kansas will very probably be cloudy in the morning, and then western Kansas will begin to get increasing cloudiness by tomorrow afternoon. Today, however, a very, very pleasant reading. 73 up in the Goodland area, 72 at Garden City, 70 reported by Dodge City and Liberal, 72-2-2 over by the good folks of Central part of the nation with a couple of high pressure cells behind it. 
pressure and a fairly heavy band of rain showers and snow all the way from the eastern portions of Montana down to western sections of Nevada. And of course the massive high picking up warm moist air from the south. And now it's time for the Parental Pop Quiz Mother's Day edition, the impromptu podcast game show designed to make you have better parenting skills. Here's how we'll play. Uh, I'll read the questions, and Elizabeth, you choose the correct multiple-choice answers. Are you ready? Let's begin. Question number one. What is the movie Mommy Dearest about? Is it A, a love story about a rich alcoholic playboy? Is it B, a goofball military boot camp comedy? Is it C, about two old people spending a weekend in a cabin near a body of water? Or is it... D, the story of Joan Crawford. D, the story of Joan Crawford. Yay! Question number two. What uh, well-known actress of the time was originally slated to play Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest? Was it A, Christina Crawford, B, Marilyn Monroe, C, Anne Bancroft, or D, Betty Hutton? I'm going to go C, Anne Bancroft. Yay! You are correct. Excellent. Two for two. All right. And uh, what actress portrayed Joan Crawford in Mommy Dearest? Was this Liza Minnelli, Faye Dunaway, Judy Garland, or Sophia Loren? Oh, it's either B or D, but I don't know which. Um... You said B or D. Okay. It's between Faye Dunaway or Sophia Loren. I, both of those are wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. One of those is actually correct. All right. So I'm going to go Sophia Loren. No, dear. That one's wrong. It, it is Faye Dunaway. Darn it. She, I like... knew I should have gone with my finger. <laughs> <laughs> what are we at here? Question number four. Um, what type of hangers are not mother friendly? Would oh, these be what? coat what? hangers? What? <laughs> <laughs> oh well you got that one right out the gate all right perfect yeah Everybody so the choices were coat hangers plastic hangers or a hanger on and then wire hangers you got wire hangers correct that's awesome yay and here's a little snippet from that most memorable moment within the movie mommy dearest what's wire hangers doing in this closet when i told you no wire hangers ever and with that, we'll move right along with question number five. Who's the author of the book that inspired Mommy Dearest? Um, was that Shel Silverstein, Gene Roddenberry, Christina Crawford, or Theodore Geisel? Well, I know it wasn't Shel Silverstein. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting so version of Mommy Dearest, I think. Uh, I think all of these would be very interesting. Yeah, I, I have no clue. I just, I'll go with C. Well... Uh, that would be Christina Crawford. Yeah, Christina Crawford um, was the author, correct? Yay! That is correct, yes. Well, Shel Silverstein, Silverstein, we know, is the uh, uh, poet, children's author. Gene Roddenberry uh, was the guy who did the Star Trek series, and then Theodore Geisel was Dr. Seuss. That would also be a very interesting version of Mommy Dearest. Oh, my gosh, absolutely. (laughs) All right, let's see. Moving on to question number six. 
Okay, if you haven't seen the movie or you haven't seen it in a while, this one you might not get, but we'll go for it. So Joan Crawford wakes up every morning at 4 a.m. to do what? A, donate to a local charity. B, clean herself. C, take the dog for a walk. Or D, apologize for disturbing the peace. Well, clean herself sounds odd. I was going to say, like, gets herself ready for the day. So I'll go with B, cleans herself. Yay! Perfect. That is correct. Yes. Question number seven. Christina Crawford is related to Joan Crawford in what way? A, she is the second removed cousin on her father's side. Uh, B, she is the adopted daughter. C, she is the biological daughter of Joan Crawford. Or D, she is the evil stepsister. Oh, I think she's the daughter, but... Oy, oy, oy. Bi- um, I'll go biological daughter. Oh, uh, sorry. That is incorrect. She is the adopted daughter. Ah, <laughs> that why you chose this movie. Because of the adopted daughter piece. <laughs> uh, there are some, uh, some parallels. Um, indeed. <laughs> Question number eight. Joan beats Christina in what kind of a game and then mocks her about it? Was it backgammon? B, a card game? C, a pool race, or D, a dancing contest? Um, Give me my options again, please. So A was backgammon, B is a card game, C is a pool race, and D is a dancing contest. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'll go backgammon. I'm sorry. That is incorrect. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it is. (laughs) The correct answer is a pool race. And here's a clip from the movie. You lost again. It's not fair. You're bigger than I am. It's not fair to win twice. Ah, but nobody ever said that life was fair, Tina. I'm bigger and I'm faster. I will always beat you. Mother of the Year Award going to Joan Crawford. Uh, Question number nine. During an interview with a reporter... Christina asks Joan what? A, if she loves cake. So Christina will ask Joan Crawford if she loves cake. Or B, Christina asks Joan if she has a soul. C, Christina asks Joan why was she adopted. Or D, Christina asks Joan when is dinner ready. Oh, goodness gracious. I think the girl wants some cake. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't everybody? Unfortunately... (laughs) That is the incorrect answer. The answer is uh, why she was adopted. And for those who need the refresher, here is that little snippet from the movie. I want to know. Why did you adopt me? Maybe I did it for a little extra publicity. That's not true. You know that's not true. Maybe just a little true. You know, maybe that was Joan Crawford's problem. She didn't have enough cake. That's true. (laughs) Uh, Last question. After graduating, Christina moves to Manhattan and does what? Um, A, works on Wall Street. B, becomes a soap opera actress. C, becomes a scientist. Or D, joins the military. Oh, I have no idea. Oh, soap opera actress. Yay! That is correct. Woo! Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> You're the big winner. You're the big winner. 
I would tell I would tell you what you won, but uh, this is a very shoestring budget, so I. <laughs> I won the knowledge that I don't know anything about Mommy Dearest, and I think I'm glad. <laughs> well, Elizabeth, I really appreciate you taking the time to join me on the show, the the, uh, the show that I have um, uh, called the uh, Decontamination Zone. Basically, the show is just a breakaway from the things that are going on right now politically and pandemic related. It's, it's a, an opportunity to break away from all that stuff. Have a little fun. And talk to people about something that isn't related to any of that stuff. So I really appreciate you taking out a little time to do it. Well, thank you for thinking of me. I appreciate it. And I'm always happy to help you. Thanks again, Elizabeth. Have a great day and enjoy your Mother's Day. All right. Thank you, Tone. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. While the wire hanger incident is the most notorious moment in the Joan Crawford Mommy Dearest story, here's a few other interesting facts uh, about the legendary actress. Joan Crawford grew up in poverty and worked as a child laborer uh, cleaning laundry. It's been noted by her grandson, Casey Lamond, in the documentary, The Concluding Chapter of Crawford, that her undiagnosed obsessive-compulsive behavior as an adult may have been in part contributed by this experience, hence the obsession of the wire hangers. Joan Crawford adopted all five of her children, but ended up only raising four of the five, Christina Crawford was adopted in 1939, Christopher Crawford was adopted in 1941, and the infant twins, Kathy and Cindy Crawford, were added to the family in 1947. Uh, After some additional research, the adopted daughter, Cindy Crawford, is not the same Cindy Crawford who became the supermodel. Cindy Crawford, the model, was born in the 60s, while Cindy Crawford, the adopted daughter of Joan Crawford, was born in 1947 the same year the twins were adopted. Joan Crawford's estate at the time of her passing on May 10th, 1977, at the age of 71, was estimated to be about $2 million. In today's economy, that would have the same buying power as about $8,291,419, give or take a few pennies. Well, there you have it, my friends. That was the Mother Day's special podcast episode right here on the Decontamination Zone. Again, I would like to thank my friend Elizabeth for joining the program and giving her insight to the adoption process and also playing along with the uh, Mommy Dearest trivia game. Uh, That was a lot of fun. And for those of you who may be interested in producing your own podcast, check out Anchor. This show, The Decontamination Zone, is uh, uploaded to Anchor every week, uh, once a week on Sundays, and currently hosted on six different podcast platforms. You can check out The Decontamination Zone right here on Anchor, or you can check them out on Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, and Spotify. I also want to thank ProLetter, Eagle Sun, and Menix for the use of their tracks for this week's show. You can follow these musicians, beat makers, and producers on SoundCloud.com, Spotify, show them some love on Facebook and Instagram, follow them on Twitter, and just about every other social media platform available. And as always, I want to thank you for listening to this show, and I hope you have a safe and happy Mother's Day. Take care.